Hi, this is Carol Miller from iHeartRadio's Q1043 in New York. Each week, and sorry for the delay, we connect with our friends in the UK, Nigel Pierce and Alan Thompson, as we listen in on their radio programs to hear what local British radio is really like. After a long absence, Alan Thompson is back behind the mic with Nigel Pierce, so let's listen in to their program on UK radio. Ah, oh, that is so beautiful. That is the original mix there from the Moody Blues, 1978. The track was called Driftwood, and uh, the album was called Octave. I know I've played it a few times before, but I thought this afternoon, on the Sunday afternoon, it would fit eloquently. So this is Nigel Pierce with Groove Britain on Future Radio 107.8 FM, and... Me, Alan Thompson, on Swindon 105.5 FM. Yes, you all know that my cohort and professional colleague is back. Alan, very nice to see you again. I know you've had uh, one or two issues, moving house, and all the trials and tribulations that uh, come with that, but uh, hey... What's it like to be back in the studio? Oh, it's great to be back in the studio. And when I heard that um, what the hour you wanted to record today was uh, all to do with the Moody Blues, I thought, well, I couldn't resist that one now, could I? No, you couldn't. And uh, the next track could be specially made for our sister station, Swindon 105.5. So, Alan, I think you'd better introduce it because you know what's coming. So, uh, would you like to take? <laughs> would you like to take the centre stage? Yeah, certainly. But it has been said that uh, Days of Future Past by the Moody Blues was the first concept album. Now, Nigel will probably say, well, didn't the Beatles do it first well we'll have a talk about that perhaps a bit uh, later on however this is uh, something which um, I sh- I'm sure will go down well in Swindon because we go out lunch times Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday so here's Tuesday afternoon well there we go Tuesday afternoon or it's a Sunday afternoon really but uh, we don't mind Alan isn't that simply beautiful it certainly is and I think that uh, it shouldn't be forgotten that of course the London Festival Orchestra were backing the Moody Blues uh, throughout the entire album of Days and Future Past and also credit should go to the orchestra leader and conductor Peter Knight what a tremendous job he made of that made a stunning album and I, I do understand now maybe you could put it right that it was really only a test vehicle wasn't it it shouldn't have been really released I know we've done the special some two years back on Days of Future Past but if I remember rightly it was just a test recording for Decca for stereo equipment was that not correct that's more or less I mean there is a bit of a story behind it because when it finally was released because the Moody Blues as a rhythm and blues group previously hard to believe now isn't it but uh, yep. rhythm and blues group were on the Decca label Days of Future Past and also subsequent releases were on the subsidiary DRAM label and I think this was viewed as something of an experiment or experimental label at the time. I might be wrong, people might shout me down but that's what I think happened. I think you're correct. Anyway, it's nice to be with you. We're already 12 minutes into today's uh, beautiful programme and I say that without any pretense because the next track, well, I think it's going to sum it all up. I want you to lay back, close your eyes, think of everything that's going to go on around you and just listen to these very wise words from Justin Hayward. This garden universe vibrates complete. Some we get a sound so sweet. That is so beautiful again. Once again, Alan, I get every note out of that. I think it's stupendous. I thought you were going to drift away for a minute there. I was going. Mm. Uh, that record track 
to show our age. It really does send you, doesn't it? <laughs> no, it does. I was going to say you were riding with the music there, certainly. No, I, I mean, I was quite um, impressed by the instrumentation on that one, also, particularly the sitar player, too. Well, that's what it's all about. But um, I know that uh, they got a lot of in- influence from Harrison at the time, because um, that was made in 1968. But uh, it's a track that you don't hear. I've played it a couple of times on uh, a few past or sort of... Uh, Bertha's Teen Dreams, and now obviously being Groove Britain, the the situation is it's a very, very, very popular track, and uh, it just is the westernisation of Eastern mysticism with the Indian music. It just works. Well, it does, and also I think in search of the lost chords, and it proved you could actually merge the two together in the, that respect. And uh, the result, of course, we have just heard then. If you were listening in stereo, folks, well, what did you make of that? You went round and round and round, and now another beautiful track. Back to basic simplicity, but I couldn't think of anything more dutiful, correct, than to follow it. the other track with this. Released as a single from the album In Search of the Lost Chord, unfortunately, um, it absolutely flopped. It never took off at all, which is a great shame because it is a standout track from that album. And uh, I know probably, Alan, you're a great Moody's fan and, uh, you know, more power to your elbow or or whatever you drink. But, um, you know, some of these tracks, you know, you're probably, if you're not hearing for the first time, you're probably hearing them again now for the first time in a long time. Is that not so? Yeah, that's quite true. And also, it's interesting to hear the influence that Justin Haywood had, because Justin, uh, of course, came from uh, Swindon. And although the, uh, the Moody's are generally uh, referred to as a Midland group, Justin did actually come from Swindon. And uh, I think it's interesting to see what influence he's actually had on the, uh, the group as well. Now, as you know, in fact, one previous programme, I did actually speak to uh, John Lodge. And uh, on another occasion, I spoke to Graham Edge. And they said that the concept album is what it was all about at that time. But I wondered, once they'd produced Days of Future Past, all right, fine, you could say that was the first one, uh, In Search of the Lost Chord. When we come on to this uh, album now, having completed that, could they actually, did they actually think themselves? And I, I, neither of them actually said it, but I just wondered at the time whether they thought themselves they could improve on that. Well, my thoughts are is I think that Days of Future Past was the album to put them onto the plate because of what they were doing for Decca. So that was a concept. And they started to move rock music in an entirely different way, mm. um, probably to complement the Beatles. But in 68, when they came out with this album, I think the total concept of an album from departure to om i think it was very pepper like it was complete it didn't need any embellishment and i as much as them i love the moody blues i don't think they've bettered the concept in the space of an album since no i i, I would probably agree with that i say probably because there was an awful lot that the moody blues at the time did at the time with uh, the the seven uh, original albums that, that they had but also because uh, it should be forgotten that uh, in the mid-1970s they did experiment on their own. There was Justin Hayward and John Lodge doing one thing, Ray Thomas, of course, mm. whom I spoke to in uh, 1975 when From Mighty Oaks came out. Now, that was something, again, which was unique to him. And it was also interesting to see in the late 1970s, they all got back together again, started singing into the microphones, started mixing the music as though the previous sort of three or four years hadn't happened. Well, maybe this, maybe they did what the Beatles should have done and had a creative solo rest where they could reinvigorate yeah. themselves. But that's another story. Another beautiful track now called I Am Your Friend, You Must Remember Me. Walking 
Well, I have to say that that's one track I've never actually heard before, uh, Nigel, and it's interesting to hear that played today because, as we said just before we opened our microphones again, is had singles from albums like that one been issued at the time, wouldn't they have been viable? And this is, I think, where the record companies think to themselves, well, what's viable as a single and what is beautiful, as you might say, that we're better remaining on the, uh, the album? And yet that uh, particular track, I think really sold the idea sold the idea of the album as far as I'm I think it's well we are looking at the beauty of the moody blues today I think it's, it fits because it's a Sunday and it fits because it's any day of the week if you listen to us but uh, as a track I just think it's stunning it's it's Justin Hayward leading being very philosophical very symphonic and the band are just following I just think that's a cracking track again like we're doing today it's not played often enough well, this is the thing. I mean, I know that um, certain stations have, uh, shall we say, commercial pressures, as it were, but I think that uh, stations like uh, Future Radio 107.8 and Swindon 105.5 and also to the podcast in uh, the United States as uh, well, we can open the door a bit wider and uh, bring you... Uh, more of the concept that the Moody Blues on this particular occasion were about. Well, I'm going to play a track now that needs no introduction, um, but it is, once again, a beautiful track. It's got a very rock beginning, but it goes into the usual melancholy acoustic middle. But there's so much lying on this track that even if you did a track on the Moody Blues on their hits, you'd have to play this. But at the same time, it's a beautiful, beautiful track. And it doesn't have to be slow to be beautiful. I think you'll understand what I mean. When Alan, as in many times in the past, you've always given me the answer to the question. Needs no introduction, Alan, I don't think, does it? It certainly doesn't. And what a question. It is a question. And uh, this next track, I think, again, scans so much. It really extols the Moody Blues in 1968. You can imagine if you're listening this afternoon, and I hope the weather is kind, you're out in the garden, you're in the conservatory, you're relaxing. This track really sums up that kind of an afternoon. There is so much in it. Um word wise and concept wise that uh, it has to remain on an album but uh, just listen to Justin Hayward taking the band through a track called The Actor The curtain rises on the sea Words fail me Alan I think (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't happen very often folks either but uh, certainly I I think that uh, with that particular track it's worth uh, also mentioning you see about the backing musicians again now uh, Ray Thomas of course was on flute he was the flautist wasn't he on that uh, occasion and you you flout it if you want to (laughs) (laughs) that uh, that to me made that a very evocative piece of uh, music and uh, if you say that was what 1968 the chances are that probably hasn't been played on the radio since those days because uh, I do recall and uh, perhaps uh, listeners of more mature years might remember that uh, Top Gear with uh, John Peel on Sunday afternoons on Radio 1 yeah, actually featured some of that uh, music and sometimes playing live in the studio as well. Yeah, but what a, as you say, evocative and soul-searching track. Yes. Simply called The Actor. Well, this is Nigel Pierce and my cohort friend... Alan Thompson. ...on Future Radio 107.8 FM and... Swindon 105.5 FM. ...playing for you this afternoon, the beauty of the Moody Blues, and we're already 43 minutes into what is a stupefying collage of music, I think. <laughs> anyway, here's another track now. Can't 
Candle of Life. Uh, again, Alan, we've said it, we've got to say it, the sounds today, they're very nearly symphonic, aren't they? They are symphonic, I, I would say. And also, it's interesting to note that I saw the Moody's play, uh, play or perform live at the Royal Albert Hall in the mid-1990s. And some of these album tracks they did actually uh, use in that particular set, as well as, shall we say, the more you know, sort of commercially recognisable tunes. But the interesting thing to me was they could reproduce that sound on stage. As I say, I saw that in the Albert Hall, close your eyes, and you would think you were listening to the record. Absolutely fantastic. Now, this is one of those tracks, I think, that is a true concept track, and uh, it may well have been performed at that very concert. Well, I think that made a very, very good interlude there. Remember those old days, Alan, when you used to watch a TV programme and it finished a minute or two early, you'd get the interlude. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's our interlude, and we've done it very cleverly with the Moody Blues, and that was a short snippet called House of Four Doors. And great it was too. Now, we've got to say our goodbyes now before you start screaming out there because we've got a track that really is going to take you right to the very end. So, Alan, first of all, have you enjoyed getting in with the Moody's once again? No, it's great. I mean, the programmes that um, I've done with the Moody's or the interviews I've done before um, have been uh, very invigorating because it was interesting to hear uh, how... uh, those symphonic and concept albums were actually uh, made but it's also good to uh, to play the music it's uh, certainly for me has revived a lot of uh, very happy memories of the uh, the time with the moody blues but also it's not about us it's about the listener listener i hope you've enjo- uh, enjoyed what you've heard uh, on this particular occasion and we'll do this all again sometime well here to finish is a 25 carat gold statement That was a portion of one of this week's programs with Nigel Pierce and Alan Thompson on local British radio. To hear more, tune into futureradio.co.uk Sunday at 3 p.m. GMT, Greenwich Mean Time. Thanks to Paul Logos from PLX Mastering for U.S. production. This is Carol Miller. See you again next time on UK Radio.